That's a growler. Hey, how's it going? And this is John and Letty with another edition of Popcorn and Pickles. Thanks for joining us. Today, we are going to be talking about the movie, The Fate of the Furious. Otherwise known as Fast 8. 8. Can you believe it? There's been that many. That's insane. It really is. Let's talk about expectations going into this movie. Did you have any expectations? And if so, what were they? I did have expectations. And my expectations were actually somewhat high. Now, I enjoyed the first Fast and Furious movie that I saw. I don't even remember when. I was working in a movie theater when Fast 2 came out. Too Fast, Too Furious. Tokyo Drift, I skipped. I think it was the fourth one that I finally started getting interested in. And Fast 5, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? The heist movie was incredible. Fast 6, okay, don't remember. Fast 7, let's see. I, wait, Fast 6, I think, was the one that ended on the, the runway. So that was interesting, seeing some beloved characters die. Fast 7, we lost Paul Walker, God rest his soul. And here we now are at Fast 8. What I find so interesting is they really, really brought out not only the testosterone, but the big guns for this one. They brought everyone back, including Jason Statham, everyone back except Paul Walker. And uh, a notable absence was also um, Jordana Brewster. Going in, I had pretty high expectations, but going into the movie, I kind of, you know, centered myself and thought, okay, let's lower the expectations because it may not be as good as, as the last one or, or Fast Five. I mean, I've been comparing all of Fast Five. So, uh, so they were pretty high, but going in, I probably dialed it down on a scale of zero to 10 to about a three. Okay. That's fair. For me, I was, once again, not excited about seeing this movie just because I don't generally think, oh, I have to go see a fast movie. It's just not on my radar of movies. However, once I was sitting there, I was happy to be there to, to see it. But I had extremely low expectations because I've seen some great fast movies and I've seen some really not so great fast movies. And so I was expecting something on the lower end. I was like, oh, another fast movie. What? What are they possibly going to do in this movie? Right. So let me ask you this. Did you know anything about the plot in the story going in? For instance, did you see a trailer? Did you read a review going in? And then what was your reaction? So I only saw a clip of one of the previews on TV, just almost in passing as we had the TV on that talked about family. So I figured that's what it was about, but I knew from the past movies that they all kind of were about family. So other than that, I had no idea what the plot was about. I had seen no long trailers. I really had no clue what I was getting into with this movie. So what did you think overall of the plot and the story? I thought it had a really great plot and I, I really enjoyed it. I don't really know what else I can say about that. I don't want to give too much away. For me, I did not see a trailer and I think that maybe, maybe, I saw a poster, but I really didn't pay too much attention to it. So I had no foreknowledge whatsoever pertaining to the plot or the storyline. What did I think of it? Well, it followed the, the typical Hollywood three-act structure, the inciting incident, the buildup. You know, you know what I'm talking about, literature fans. 
uh, or writers. So um, I thought the pacing was great. But the one thing that kind of got to me was at one point, I actually did think, wow, I'm getting bored. Okay, this is the end of the second act. We're building up to the third. And here it's moving into the climactic scenes of the movie. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think we got about 20 minutes. Go ahead and, and settle in. You know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. And then something happened that completely reignited my interest in the movie with an explosion. And it wasn't an explosion, but uh, it was something that, uh, um, as far as spoilers are concerned, uh, um, I'm not giving away. So let's transition next into the, the visuals and the audio. Let's talk about the visuals. What did you think about the color of the film? Did it even stand out to you? What did you think about the special effects? So I guess this kind of goes back to plot a little bit, because as we were talking, I remembered one of the things I do always find exciting about fast movies is the opening (laughs) for me. Um, And this movie does follow the same structure as every other Fast and Furious movie. It opens with a really fun scene with music that just makes you want to dance. You're obviously in some picturesque place and they're doing their their thing, whether it's chilling, about to race. You know, there's always some kind of high paced something that goes on at the very beginning of the movie. And this this movie kind of had that as well. But from that opening scene to all the other scenes, they I think they do a really good job of giving you these picture moments as the movie progresses as to where they are just kind of setting the tone. And so I really enjoy that. I really enjoy seeing that. I enjoy the music they always put into the movies that kind of go along with those scenes. They complement each other very well. Um, So I enjoyed the visuals. As far as the special effects, I thought they were well done. I was even wondering how many of these cars are real scenes, real cars being smashed up and how many are not. I couldn't tell the difference. I don't have a very good eye for that stuff though. But I did think, oh, so sad to see so many cars explode. But I guess that's like that for every movie. I actually could tell. Uh, there, there was a scene where I, uh, I came in and as I walked in, I just started laughing because of what I saw on screen. And I just thought, and, and I'm not going to describe what I saw on screen. I'll let you go and see the movie. I thought to myself, what group of guys or, or, or women um, were completely geeking out after someone came up with the idea of, you know, I've always wanted to make it rain cars. I, and I was thinking the same thing that, that Letty was. I was looking at the screen thinking, okay, I'm looking for the real ones. I'm, I'm trying to, to uh, see if I can spot the fake ones. And there were a few uh, CG ones that I could, I could tell simply by the, the rate of the fall. I thought, okay, that fell way too fast. I mean, a car would not have fallen like that, but, it happens so quickly, you know, you're just like, ah, okay, I, you know, so I, I caught that. So it's funny that you were looking at that and, and so was I. As far as the, uh, the visuals, it's so funny that you also went to the first scene or the inciting incident, which was shot in Cuba. This was directed by F. Gary Gray, and I first noticed him come on the scene as a music director back in the, I want to say mid-90s when I was in college. I, uh, I was watching some R&B videos on BET, and I was just marveling at the cinematography. And so I don't remember what I did. It was still in the infancy of the internet, but I, I found out that it was F. Gary Gray, and I thought, now this guy's is someone to watch. And, and I also remember going to see his, his first feature film called The Negotiator, starring Kevin Spacey, and uh, 
Samuel L. Jackson. So, uh, so F. Gary Gray sets this scene and, and just like Lexi said, I mean, it, it was so, so beautiful. We, I mean, of course, we have all these helicopter shots. You're seeing the water that just looks crystal blue. I mean, it looks incredible. And then you're seeing these old cars, these classic cars. You're seeing, you've got the Cuban music on. You've got some pretty hot images when it comes to, uh, uh, how should we say it in, in, a, in a good way? I can talk about this. When we say hot images, we're talking about booties. And I can say booties because I'm, I'm a girl, I think, in this situation. And, and while that's fair, let's, let's not also uh, forget to mention the eye candy of Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, and Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris. I mean, take your pick. You got hot dudes all over the place. But like Letty said, you know, when, when it's opening in Cuba, I want to say that I saw at least one woman whose thong was so unseeable that I wondered if she even had underwear on, honestly. So this is something I did want to talk about because at this point, it, it's humorous. From the very beginning, the Fast and Furious movies always had these scenes with the car races. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. There's lots of cars. There's lots, of course, gorgeous women standing around. And they always have these booty shots, really, you know, as they're walking or whatever. And it seems like with every movie, they try to outdo themselves from the previous movie. And so this one um, tried to take it just a little bit further than the last one. And like John said, we were wondering, are these girls even wearing any kind of underwear? And so it's gotten to the point now where I really can laugh at it. It's, it's beyond offense. I'm just laughing now because it really is so humorous to me. I'm glad you find it humorous. So do I? Okay, but uh, on a more serious note, when you were when you were talking just now about that, I do remember it was the girl who started the race between Vin Diesel and the the local Cuban dude. So for those of you who are going to go see the movie, or if you if you subscribe, or if you don't, or if you want to comment or whatever, let us know. The girl that starts the race in Cuba does she have underwear on? We'd love to get your opinion. Um, yes. Let's also remember, this is a family show. It's, it's PG-13. So this movie was rated PG-13 or is rated PG-13. Outside from that, in the opening scene, there really is no other inappropriate body parts shown. So it was very brief. We're talking about it a lot, but just because it's funny. Uh, now, being a, a film guy, one of the things I pay attention to is, of course, the sound effects, uh, the sound design, uh, sound production. It's a big thing to me. And so something that I've kind of said to myself is that if there's a movie that I come out of and think that was a good movie, that means there was nothing of the sound design that bothered me. But there are some things that do bother me. For instance, there was a, an episode that I was watching of Stranger Things, and I don't know what was going on with the Foley mixing that day. And for those of you that don't know Foley uh, artists or Foley mixing, has to do with uh, sound effects, mostly walking that's shot on a Foley stage. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what leaves are, I mean, these, these things sound like crackers. You know, what is going on? And every now and again, because I've, uh, I have an ear for sound effects every now and again, very rare these days, more so back in the early 2000s, um, I would hear a sound effect and because I was in film school and I knew sound effects library so much, like the Warner Brothers sound effects library, the Paramount one. 
I would think, wow, you, you, you couldn't go out and record your own sound. You had to take it from the sound library. Come on. And you guys call yourselves artists? Anyway, so I came out of this one not thinking anything about the sound, which is a good thing. But as I sit back and I think, okay, was there anything that stood out? The music, of course, and that's probably it. I don't know that he was my favorite character, but the character that I want to talk most about in a, in a positive light is Ian Shaw. Oh, I wanted to talk about him. Is he your man crush? Like, what, what do you mean? No, I just, he was my most favorite character that I wanted to talk about, but you go first. Gotcha, gotcha. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to take the mic? I can hand it over. She relinquishes the control. Let's make note of that one, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, before I get in any more trouble and risk not having a romantic evening, um, let's talk about Yin Shaw. Make sure you please keep that in. Do not edit it out. If I find out, my agents will contact you, okay? And please keep that in as well. So, um, I am a diva. I understand this. Ian Shaw, Jason Statham, Mr. Transporter. The dude is awesome. He, he's a good-looking guy. Uh, he's a good-looking guy who can just parkour like the beep. I See, I'm pretty good at censoring myself. That dude is awesome. And just watching him. Again, without, without giving anything away, parkour through a, a crowd of people is like, whoa, why wasn't he in, in Assassin's Creed? So there's this one thing that I do want to talk about, and it's very, very difficult to talk about simply because as I reviewed the things that I want to share, so many of the details will be spoilers. And so... Letty has given me an idea, and I'm going to talk about how I felt when I saw Ian Shaw in this scene. Seeing this scene explode on, on camera and watch it unfold made me smile. It made me feel exhilarated. It made me... I, I've got my eyes closed right now because I'm trying to tap into that. It's like I, I can see a rainbow. I mean, I'm just so happy. I mean, sunshine and lollipops. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it had to do with Ian Shaw's character. So, uh, Letty. Was Letty your favorite character? Or no, I think you already said it was Ian Shaw. I actually enjoyed a lot of the characters in this movie. Ian Shaw was one of my favorites. As you mentioned before, I first got to know him with the Transporter movies, but I have really enjoyed his character in this series as well. And this movie was no exception to that. But I also enjoy watching Dwayne Johnson as he provides a lot of humor as well in this movie. Um, and then Vin Diesel, of course, is always fun to watch in this series. What did you think about Vin Diesel's performance? Okay, I'm just going to be straight. Vin Diesel... All right, this is very hard for me. I'm going to admit this. He's one of my man crushes. So it doesn't really matter because, I mean, this is the guy when I close my eyes or even when I open my eyes or when I'm walking around, I think I look like this dude. I don't, but I'd like to look like that dude. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I really like his character. And is it strange that I, I see him as his type of a physical ideal and, and yet his character's wife's name is Letty and that's my wife's name too. Ironic. I don't know. 
But Dominic Toretto, I mean, you know, it's Vin Diesel. Yeah, he does. He really have that much acting range. He was great in Saving Private Ryan, but I have low expectations for Vin. I don't expect that he's going to play Forrest Gump. I, I don't think that he's going to give us a turn in an Academy Award nominated uh, performance. He might. So I'm certainly not going to discount it. But I mean, he's Dominic. You know, he's a cool dude. He's the coolest dude in the world. He's cool. He's collected. He knows mercy. He knows when to step on someone's throat. I mean, the dude is just cool. That's a really good way of putting it, I think. So not a huge range as an actor, probably, but he's always fun to watch. So we love watching him. (laughs) And I feel like uh, Dwayne Johnson's kind of in that same vein where he's always kind of him, but he's always fun to watch. And so he, he definitely had some humorous lines, as I said, in this movie, which were fun. We did get to see him interacting with his daughter a little bit more. You got to see their relationship grow in this movie, so that was really fun. Being Letty, I do have to talk about uh, Michelle Rodriguez in this movie. I enjoy watching her. I don't have any issues with the performance that she gave. I felt like it was very within the realm of what her character usually does. Nothing unexpected there. What I wanted to talk about is my annoyance with the whole series that they refer to her as Letty with a D instead of Letty when it's obviously spelt with two T's. And that's just my personal pet peeve <laughs> being a Letty that they don't call her Letty. They call her Letty, which makes it just hard for me in my everyday life. Do you have any friends named Betty or? <laughs> I don't have any friends named Betty or Betty. So, uh, What did you think about uh, Letty? Letty, Michelle Rodriguez is a badass. Let's just be straight up with that. She's awesome. Um, she's hot. She's sexy. She she can kick some major major butt. I mean, she just she kills it. And I think she has incredible stage stage presence, screen presence, I should say. And I I remember the first movie I saw her in was uh, Girl Fight. I think it was Girl Fight. You know. Arrows and omissions fix that. We don't have an arrows and errors and omissions uh, department, but uh, I think it was girl fight. And, and so she's kind of always playing this, these hard female types, you know, generally with violence associated in some way or another, but it's kind of how she's typecast, but she's good at it. So it seems to me that when, when there's a, a spot or somebody like that, they often look to her and, and, I think that she carried her weight, and I really enjoyed her performance. So, Scott Eastwood, do you know who he is before this movie? I do. Scott Eastwood is the son of screen legend and director and a multi-Academy Award winner, Clint Eastwood. Uh, Some of you may not know Clint Eastwood as a filmmaker or an actor. Some of you might know him as the crazy dude who talked to a chair in a Republican national uh, convention. It was kind of weird. So anyway, uh, so yeah, no, he's, he, so he is, um, green pedigree, I guess you should say. And when he showed up, the first thing I noticed about him, I thought, oh, Scott Eastwood is in this movie. At the second, I can't think of anything else he's been in, but I've seen him plenty of times. And I thought, wow, this dude has really blue eyes. And then I thought, oh, maybe he's going to fill the vacancy left by Paul Walker. Maybe. Hmm, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So that was my thought on, on uh, Scott Eastwood. 
As far as uh, the next two I'd like to talk about, I'm just going to call them by their, their names, Tyrese and Ludacris. Uh, these dudes are rappers, actors, media moguls. I like to talk about them together because they have such incredible chemistry. I love the self-deprecating humor. I love the fact that uh, Ludacris has no sense of self-worth. The guy's driving a Lambo and he's, he's being made fun of. And he, I mean, he's, he's hilarious. So these two and their chemistry with uh, Natalie Emanuel was, was really, really good. That was a lot of fun to watch. Let's go ahead and just skip straight on down and talk about Charlize Theron. So uh, Charlize Theron plays Cypher. 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 Really? Cypher? Another bad guy named Cypher? I mean, it seems like so many bad guys are called Cypher. Come on, writers. Anyway, so Charlize Theron uh, won an Academy Award for Monster is now showing up in this movie. Before we talk about what you thought of her performance, had you seen Charlize Theron before? And if you had, what performance draws to mind, if any at all? I recognized her as an actress, but I could not tell you in what capacity that was. I don't remember what she was in, whether it was movie or TV, but I had seen her before, so I had recognized her, uh, mostly because I thought her hair's not usually like that. (laughs) And so that was the only really thought I had about her. Performance, I thought she gave an amazing performance. I thought she played her character really well. Did I enjoy her character? No, but she had obviously she's the evil one in this movie. And so, uh, but she did an amazing job as an actress. Now, as far as uh, Charlie's Theron, I'm just going to go ahead and forewarn everyone that what I'm about to talk about is PG 16 in seven months, maybe. I don't know. So, for those of you that are sensitive to Things uh, when we talk about uh, movies where we address uh, sexual things, this is a section you might want to tune out on. So the only reason I'm t- uh, I said this is because the first time I noticed Charlize Theron was in a movie called The Devil's Advocate. I want to say it was either 1996 or 1997. I, I skipped a class at school and I remember going with some friends to the movie theater. And when we got there... I remember thinking because we were all filmmakers and we were all, we were talking about our expectations and what we were expecting. And, and one of the questions that came up was, does this new girl, and and none of us knew how to say her name. I guess you could simply sound it out. It doesn't look that hard now, but uh, this new girl uh, starring in this movie with Keanu Reeves and his dad, Al Pacino playing the devil incredible movie by the way directed by taylor hackford who won an academy award for the documentary we are kings and who's also married to a super hot sexy woman heather murin anyway so back to charlie's theron the question came up she gonna get naked or not (laughs) now we were a mixed group so we were you know very progressive people and so we talked about it and and we all kind of came to the consensus She's a newcomer, probably not going to get naked, but maybe we'll see. So often it seems that in the beginning of their careers, uh, women, for whatever reason, will choose to do nude scenes. Okay, whatever. Well, you know, whatever floats your boat. And then once they become bigger stars, then they dial those down. And some of them even have non-disclosure agreements in their contracts not to have revealed the fact that they've got body doubles. So 
I think that that's interesting. But so when I thought, here's Charlize Theron. First thing I thought, won Academy Award for, for Monster. And I just remembered she was in the movie last year, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. I didn't see it. I've been waiting for all the hype and everything to die down so I can sit back and just chill and watch it myself. But she was good. I didn't like the fact that I didn't believe her character's motivation. I didn't get enough backstory on on what she was trying to accomplish. I get that she was trying to accomplish something. Am I allowed to talk about that? So here she is, and she's trying to basically take over the world and keep the superpowers in check. Well, one of the things that was missing, and I guess I could have talked about this more on uh, story and plot, but I, I forgot about it. One of the things that I thought was missing was her backstory. They never told us. Was she an orphan? Were her parents killed in front of her? What has happened to make her this person? Secondly, why does she believe that she is the one that can sit on this moral seat of judgment and decide when the superpowers step out of line and when they don't? Who made her God, and how did she get here? Major, major backstory issues that were left as holes. So the question then becomes, did they do this on purpose? Uh, yes, I think so. That, that's my opinion. I think they're trying to set something up for the future. They don't want to end the series yet. We might not ever find out. Another thing that we know is that there are a couple uh, people from Game of Thrones. The redhead dude who's a wildling, can't remember his name, and Natalie Emanuel, who plays, uh, I'm trying to remember, Megan, if I remember, that her name was Megan. I just don't buy her as one of the world's best hackers. I mean, she's, she's fun to look at, she's fun to listen to, but do you buy her as, a, as, as one of the world's greatest hackers? I mean, she created God's eye? Are you kidding me? She definitely doesn't have a nerdy enough appearance to, <laughs> to pull that character off. But I think they just needed a pretty face to kind of balance out the group. But it is what it is. Maybe I'm just being sexist. Maybe, you know what? I'm going to call myself sexist on that one and say, John, you're not being very open-minded. Who are you to say she fits the mold of being a hacker or not? Maybe she breaks the mold. All right. Let's say she broke the mold. All right. Um, let's keep going and uh, talk about our overall like this life. I would say overall, I enjoyed the movie. As I said, I had low expectations, so I guess I was bound to enjoy it when you have the bar set at, at zero. But I surprisingly enjoyed it to the point where I was, you know, had my hands on my face, like, what's going to happen next? And biting my nails and grabbing onto my chair on some of the scenes. And so I just thought... It was really well done. It was it was a fun movie. I I really enjoyed myself. That's what I'm going to say. I just I really liked it. I did not dislike anything about the movie other than some negative things that obviously have to happen in movie progressions for storylines and stuff like that. So I won't talk about them because it'll give some big things away. So other than the obvious things that I'm going to dislike about the movie, there was nothing in the production or the performances given by the characters that I can say oh, I really disliked. It's a Fast and Furious movie, and I think it's one of the better ones. Overall, I really liked the movie. There was a, a part where I was, again, 
feeling like I was I was bored, but overall I really enjoyed the movie. For about 30 seconds I felt bored, but other than that it was it was really really enjoyable. Okay, well I think we can go ahead and rate this based on you said you liked it. What rating would you give this? Again, scale of 1 to 10. Now, when we rate things on a scale of 1 to 10, the way I rate things is I try to think of my level of entertainment. Was I entertained? And putting this out there, it's a sliding scale. It's a sliding scale. So many things happen in the day, in the week, in the month that can change your your mood when you go in to see a movie. And so I'm going to base this based on how I felt that day as I walked out of the movie. I'd say about an eight. So based on my level of entertainment, I also was going to give it an eight, actually. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie. Um, Copycat. You have to take it for what it is, I think, you know, and that has a lot to do with it. It's definitely not something I see being an Academy Award winner, but it's a fun movie. I think that's why people like them. I think that's why they keep making them because it's fun. You get to see a lot of fun cars. There's some really good racing scenes that you don't always get to see. So there's something about cars going fast and then making things explode that people just really enjoy. And, and, and I enjoy it too. You know, it's different watching cars go at it versus watching people for whatever reason. I don't enjoy watching people fight as much as I enjoy watching a good car race. And so, so I really enjoyed it for all of those reasons as well. So it was a great movie. Again, an eight. Who would you recommend this movie to? I would recommend this to my friends that enjoy art house films. And I would say, hey, quit taking yourself so seriously and go watch a fun movie, okay? Um, no, on a serious note, if you like Vin Diesel, if you like Jason Statham, I mean, The Rock, Charlie Stern, if you like any of these actors, you ought to check the movie out. You know, it's entertaining. It's not art in that it's not going to necessarily change your life. You know, this is a movie that you can, like I did, get a large Arctic blast, a large bucket of popcorn, sit back and just chill. Just forget about life and really enjoy something that was a lot of fun. If you have high expectations, maybe think about uh, closing your eyes and imagining, imagining the movie sucking and then going in and, and lowering those expectations because uh, expectations will often ruin our experiences, I've found. Uh, and talking to some of my coworkers, they also gave it high marks and said that they believed it was one of the better Fast and Furious films. And I would have to agree. If you enjoy Fast and Furious films, you will for sure enjoy this movie as well. If you enjoy seeing any of the actors or actresses we've talked about, they all gave performances that you would expect them to give in this movie. As we discussed, the only inappropriate scenes were the uh, kind of booty shots that they do at the very, very beginning. But other than that, I would say it's fairly family friendly. It is rated PG-13. I'm sure there was some inappropriate language. I did not pick up on anything that was horrible for myself so almost everybody in the family kind of movie definitely fun for a date night because i think men and women would enjoy watching this movie together letty's a little bit more conservative than me <laughs> i'll just put that out there uh, and there's nothing wrong with that i think that that's what makes life so interesting variety anyway i thought it was funny that we have such different experiences because uh, and, and she's speaking from a different worldview when she said you know, there were these booty shots and they were inappropriate. And uh, for, for a guy movie, 
Um, and, and let's be honest, this isn't a date movie that's being pitched at women as a rom-com. This is full-out testosterone. I mean, that's what this movie is. And so guys that are going to see this don't think at all that any of that is inappropriate. In fact, they're probably thinking, dang, I wish it showed more. But anyway, so, so you know, it depends on who you are. You know, it depends on, on what you like. So I think that about wraps it up for the movie. As a bonus, we wanted to kind of talk about some of the trailers that we saw. I think the trailer that I remember the most was Baywatch. I can't wait to see that movie (laughs) for many, many, many reasons. That movie looks like I that, that might be a Best Picture nominee for me for the year. So yeah, Baywatch. Um, what about you? Which one uh, did you think was something that you definitely wanted to check out? I actually was going to talk about that trailer as well. I was really excited about that movie. Um, Bobbycat. Again. So, <laughs> so we're excited to see that. We'll definitely be, be watching that um, in the future. So thanks for listening to uh, our podcast. And I guess we'll talk to you guys next time. Wrapping up yet another episode of Popcorn and Pickles. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.